This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. You can ask for them to bake your chicken wings? Where are you ordering from? No, I specifically look for places that bake. I prefer bake over fry. Interesting. Yeah. That's fucking interesting. Okay. Is it? I don't... <laughs> is it that interesting? Is your life so boring that that is the most... Or are you just trying to find a word because I'm it's trying so to fi- I'm trying to figure you out, Michelle Buteau. I'm trying to figure you out. That's what it is. You are, Bitch, you are you layered. Know me. What the fuck are you doing? I know, you but you'd be, doing some, uh, you'd be doing some secret shit. Like, I didn't know you get baked chicken wings and shit. Come over to your house and have a baked chicken wing. Hold up. That's wild. Hello. <laughs> hey, you can leave him at the door, okay? I'll be right out. What's the chicken wing, man? Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Messi. <laughs> they call you now. They call you. Yes. Shit. They want to make sure you got these wings, bitch. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, y'all. This is Adulting. You've reached the right address. I'm Jordan Carlos. I'm joined, as always, by my co from Go, Michelle Buteau. Michelle, how are you doing? Say something to the people. You know what? I um have... Yes? I've just given up on the idea of finding my belly button when I sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing well. I'm doing well, everyone. I'm doing well. Shout out to these fucking delivery people, man. Truly. What a way to see a neighborhood. I know. I feel bad because my dog is always like... Good for Leo. He doing his job. That's what he there for. His bark is so loud through the door, but he's just a tiny dog. And then you open the door and the yeah. person is just like anxiety rid- riddled. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I have two big, black, beautiful labs. <laughs> <laughs> bouncy little labs. Two big, <laughs> black, beautiful, bouncing... <laughs> what is going Lab on? mastiffs. <laughs> There's so much alliteration, almost sexual. <laughs> what is happening? Black robust. You're gonna hear it from anonymous sixty nine. They're gonna be like more laughter, more genuine moments of glee. <laughs> this is bullshit. You're just supposed to say funny things oh like a movie, and no one is to laugh except for the audience. What my point was, when those two beasts, when when you open the door, those two beasts greet you. It's a lot of dog. And I didn't grow up with a dog house. So I always feel for people who don't like dogs because they look like they're doing um, like a game of Twister, but every circle has mud in it. They're like, <laughs> like they don't know where to put their limbs. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I've turned into like Kathy Bates in every movie where I'm like, down, go down. I need Caesar. I need Caesar. Yeah. Listen, the dogs, the dogs can really just throw a wrench in your sketch, I think. And people just aren't planning on a dog. They're not planning on a dog. You just are not planning on a dog. That's true. And they're just like, I don't know. Other people's dogs 
They do freak me out sometimes a little bit. Your dogs are cool, uh, but other really? people's dogs. What freaks you out about other people's dogs? I don't know them. I don't know if they'll bite me. I'm yes. just like, yes. you know. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Now, can you read a dog? Can you read when they're happy or chill or about to... I thought you meant like, I thought you meant like put it in his place. Like, can you read a dog? Yes. Can you? <laughs> can you take that bitch to the library and be like, who's in charge? <laughs> what do you even mean? <laughs> I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read this dog. Uh- <laughs> First of all, your paws. <laughs> um, nah, I mean, like, I, I do pretty well. I just, like, hold my hand out. They're usually very calm around me. Oh, you follow all the rules. Like, you put your yes. palm out or whatever so they can smell you and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a friend. I'm a friend. Yeah. They often smell my dog on me. Sometimes that's cool. They're like, all right, cool. This guy's like a dog person. Because I can smell another dog. Have you ever been bit um, by a dog? Have I been bit by a dog? No, I've been scratched by a cat, but never bit by a dog. Oh, Scratched by a cat. Been? Yeah. I was like, you know what? Miss Shukot and your cat, <laughs> we're done. Yeah. And that was it for me and cats. It scratched my hand and then Just the, the cat- one. So it just mm-hmm. happened with one cat, and you're like, I'm good on all cats. <laughs> well, I was four. Oh, <laughs> okay. And it scratched my hand. And you remember that? Uh, I think it was like Dr. Butterscotch or something like that was the name of the cat. And it was like, Oof. I was kind of obsessed with it, and I wanted it to be my friend. It was like, we're good. And then it just took yeah. a swipe. You know, I was scared of animals because my parents didn't like animals. So I didn't Mm. have like the vocabulary and Caribbean people usually are like, they're from outside, you know, Um, they're like more security. It's the security. They don't belong in your bed or in your hearts or something. Like I'm not speaking for all Caribbean folks. I'm just talking about my family Mm -hmm. and the handful of dogs that I really got to know when I lived in LA because LA is such a dog friendly place. I was like, this is lovely. And I have this thing called anxiety now. Mm-hmm. And I feel calm when I'm around these um, animals. And I mean, I have been bit by a dog. I've been bit by two dogs. It was not fun. One of them I got chased down when I was six or seven. Come from the bus. It was a German Shepherd. Yeah. No. Yeah, Racism. Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Racist dogs. Oh, you better call Sean you? King. Can we get Sean King? <laughs> I got a post. I don't know. There's way too many like cruel German dogs. I'm always like, mm. there's there's that, the Rottweiler, the, uh, what's that Rottweiler one with the, the Doberman Rot- push pincher? Rotties are really just so sweet though. You know what I mean? It's like, I will say this, asshole people have asshole dogs, asshole people have mm-hmm. asshole kids, period. Like yes, it always true. comes from the top, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, at least like, Kids can go off to college or get some therapy and figure their shit out. Animals can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, wait. So you got bit when you were six? Yeah, I've been bit twice. Uh, the second time I was in my 20s, just moved to Manhattan. And uh, my neighbor had a... It, it was a mix between like a hot dog and something else. Mm-hmm. And he went right from my thigh. I said, your dog is biting me right now. <laughs> this is what... You know what I mean? And it's like, you don't want to put your hand around their face because my, I'm glad this is so funny. (laughs) But even cats, like, you know, just trying to figure out how to read animals and how to stay safe is really like the way to also figure out how to enjoy them and their company. If I'm unsure, I just ignore. Mm. I don't give them attention. And if I don't feel like their owners are doing enough, I ask their owners to do more. You got to. You got to in this economy. Yeah, because Heist had a cat when I first met him. 
Chase had a cat named Hoos, and I say, you better not, <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and this was a black, an all-black cat. We're into black Aww. animals, and yeah, that cat did not like me. He was like, bitch, this is my tummy to lay on. <laughs> that cat did not like me. Eventually, did it warm to you or Eventually, never? it did warm to me. And I did not know that the cat liked me because when I came home from wherever I was, out shopping in Amsterdam on my feet and my bike, getting some organic whatever the fuck, I came back and there was um, the head of a mouse on my pillow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kais is like, oh, that means he likes you. I say, you got to get receipt because I'm good on it. <laughs> yeah. What a wonderful gesture to say, I see you. I acknowledge you. I That's mean, what cats more do. people oughta. It's very yeah. thoughtful. We got to get to our guest, though. Yes. We also get very to our thoughtful. Guest. Wow. This was yes. really some NAACP Image Award winning material. <laughs> <laughs> I better see you. I better see you at the next award show. Okay. Look, <laughs> We're out here saving lives. <laughs> But listen, our guest, wow, a drag race champion, yeah. um, among other things, a um, Broadway icon as well. Yeah. Don't know if she's a champion. I think she's a runner-up, but thanks for— Oh, she for, was a runner-up. Let's try it yeah, again. Yeah, but I love that she's a champion in your eyes. Um, she's amazing. She's also on my show, Survival of the Thickest, uh, coming out on Netflix. She's a goddess, and I really can't wait for you guys to just get into this episode. Give it up for <laughs> Peppermint! Jordan, what? I told you this material is real crazy. What? Ha- I have pussy sweat. <laughs> what were we talking about? We weren't saying nothing yet. Hello, welcome say, we're to just, Bad Dogs but, everybody. I'm just, your host, Michelle Buto. Uh, this is Jordan Carlos. We out here. Can I say something now? Can I say something now? You absolutely now? can. Can I say something now? Yes, you can. Same. I do too. <laughs> you know, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when. You just got tick ties that save lives. Yeah. Them tick, them tick ties, tick right? Tick ties save lives. And they really do. They truly and do. So, <laughs> ask Mary J. Blige, she knows. <laughs> this is giving Mary J. Blige the Super Bowl last year. Um, and this is what happens when you don't wear underwear. I should have like learned. Look it's- at them. Everyone's like, yes, yeah, sis, you fucked up. <laughs> Also, there's all these, like, really great things for um, thick girls now, like um, chafing, deodorant for your thighs. I have thick thighs myself. You do? I do. I do have thick thighs. They're pretty thick. Uh, What'd you say, sis? What'd you say, sis? You need a full side like that? It's like a horse's leg. Yeah. She she come into Thanksgiving talking about the parts of the turkey she liked. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. They told Uh me... They told me at Brown not to do that, not to, to break the body down into certain parts, um, that that's objectifying. But um, thank you. Uh, I, have a que- <laughs> I have a question, I, Jordan. Yes. I have a last question. Yeah. What's like, okay, so you are a very straight man. Okay. What is... <laughs> are you saying for, for like... What is one thing, like, let's say, what, huh? what is one thing in high school, like in the locker room that you yeah. felt self-conscious of or even in college? Oh, my God. I had an Audi belly button. Aww. Not anymore. Not- Somebody said, like, prove it. Okay. Not anymore. Let's not go. Not anymore. It's gone. It's gone now. Okay. It's gone. And it, look, it's gone. See? Yes! Oh. Yeah. It's gone. Come on, give me some music. Everybody it's okay. Magic Mike 4. Let's go. 
<laughs> Welcome to the stage. You know him. You love him from adulting and other stuff. It's Jordan, yeah. Edward, Conchita, you want to see these? Carlos. You want to see this one let's pack? Go, let's Is that go, what you let's go, let's go. Do you want to see this box wine? Let me <laughs> see it. Okay. Oh my God! Woo! It doesn't get that much uh, airtime. Um, I love it. People just uh, throwing Bitcoin on the I stage. I know. Jesus. People are really settling out there in the real world. They're like, look at that hot <laughs> loaf of stuff right there. <laughs> oh, we got oh. one thumb up, one thumb down. What in the gladiator oh, is going you. on, bitches? Listen. Body brought to you by a 20-pound kettlebell, everybody. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, who said it? Who, I don't remember who said I was up, like, late one night. It wasn't even... I'm not even on TikTok, but, like, TikTok's on Instagram. So, so what the fuck? I think it was Gabrielle Union. She was like, we get the one body. Get we the get body. the one body. Love it. Can we just, like, not beat it up like that? And so I started doing these Mayan abdominal massages where you massage the tummy in the front because we're always focused on the back. Right. And we always beat up the front. But the front's doing what it's gotta do too. Like, let's show it some love. Absolutely. So I'm like, let's get in there and figure out if she's okay. And? She's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very wild place to like hold on to stuff but also be very present. Yeah. But that's how my mind works. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, man, definitely the most adult thing for me this year has been, like, just diving into the holistic wellness of it all. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were getting into wellness. You ain't got to know everything about me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, like, goop it the fuck up. Um, like, <laughs> no, I'm not gooping it up. I don't know. I don't know I'm what... I'm supporting black-owned businesses gotcha. trying to figure out what my shit is. Gotcha. That's what I'm doing. I mean, I've never seen so much Palo Santo in my whole fucking life, but it's okay. Palo Santo's great. It's so cleansing. That's what they tell me. And <laughs> I did not know that. So are you meditating? Are you, what do you, what do you, are there crystals? I do a little bit, I do a little bit of it all. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I do what I can and I don't beat myself up if I can't do it. Hey. I'm just like, oh, well, that's cool. The dishes done, the meditating, the fucking, the bills, the bills will get paid when they got to get paid. Like everybody, do you know what I mean? Like, that's relax. a part of wellness? You want to come shut the... <laughs> What's that? That's a part of wellness? <laughs> it is. Because you can beat okay. yourself up. Okay, and like, you. you know, it's a rat race. It's just like, why yeah. am I on the government's time when they're not on mine? Ooh. So let me do what I got to do and y'all do what the fuck you're doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I I'm that. not really trying to give it too much energy where I'm just like, oh, why in the, why in the, it's, it's a fucking lot. And then my right eye gets a heartbeat. I'm like, no, <laughs> not today. Jesus, take the wheel and go over the Whitestone Bridge. Jesus, we doing it. <laughs> also, I saw this thing that, um, this is the last thing I'll say. No, just wanna, kidding, yeah. it's not. Um, Gabrielle Union, oof, let's get her on the show. Somebody asked her, um, what are your tips for staying so young or looking so young? She said, water and boundaries. <laughs> Ooh. She said, drink lots of water yeah. and say no a lot. Because when you say no to bullshit, you say yes to peace of mind. Yes. 
It was Robert Frost who said, good walls make good neighbors. What? Are you? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean... Same difference, same energy. I don't know, I, I don't know either. <laughs> it's just giving sister act to substitute energy. <laughs> More like dead poets. Like, I hope society. I have enough ketchup for my french fries. Listen, you inspire me to think of like poets and shit. I want you. Don't yeah. believe that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers out here believe us the bullshit in his fucking footlocker clearance sweatshirt. Hey! <laughs> I am so excited to bring our uh, guest out because, wow, she is amazing. She is a force. Yes. Um, she lights up her room. It's also like, what can't she do? She does everything and she does it well. I can't wait to talk to her. Broadway's own. Yes. Drag Race's own. Yes. Please give it up for Peppermint! He's a great friend. So I'm so excited because I met Peppermint because <laughs> um, <laughs> as I was filming my show, Survival of the Thickest, <laughs> for Netflix, uh, coming out in the summer, summer. Um, I told casting... Um, look, the central perk of this show, like the central perk of Friends, is going to be a drag uh, bar restaurant. And I really want to find a black trans woman who is not afraid to talk about some shit, get down with some shit, and be hilarious. And casting was like, do you know Peppermint? I'm like, she would never do it. <laughs> and then I fully looked you up, and you were on tour. And I was like, she probably won't do it, and she probably can't do it. So the fact that you were able to do it, and you did such an amazing job, and you were so fucking funny and lovely and warm, and even like the, the biggest, coldest assholes on set, and there was only two of them, they were like, do you think I can get a picture with Peppermint? That's what you do for people, to people. <laughs> so thank you for doing my show. <sighs> oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. I love you. Well, bitch, I'm like, well, let me get, I'll get you right back. Uh, <laughs> let me pour into you. I, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, I was a fan. Obviously, I've seen some of your work. And when I got the... I won't say what happened when I got the call about the show, because I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, first of all, when I read the script, I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the conversations that our characters were having together, and then all of the other folks in the story and in the show, it was like the most inclusive, most affirming atmosphere. And then that was behind the camera. And also in front of the camera. So I'm just so grateful to be a part of something like this. I believe in it so hard. Y'all have never seen a show like this. So set... It's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. So when the thing, Jordan's when the show. reminder comes out on Netflix, you better put... I will come to each and every... We have the guest <laughs> list. I will come to your house. 
I love it. Said it. I love it. So thank you. You're amazing. Like, look, Jordan was able to do a cameo, which is dope. Yes. Um, there's a big party for the season finale. Don was able to oh, be on the shit. show and, and play the DJ. When I tell you, like, you know, you have creative people in your life for a reason, so why the fuck not? You know, casting or just like, how about you work with this person? You're like, that's cool. How about I work with a friend that's also talented? Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, man, we are only stronger together. So, and I say this all the time, somebody else's success will never fuck up yours. So just do it together. Okay. Now that we got the wedding speech out of the way. It's beautiful. Um, uh, okay, so you just started working with Glad. With a lad? What? Glad. Glad. Oh, I thought you said Aladdin. Oh my God! Are you working with Aladdin? Oh my gosh! That would be fire. You, I, uh, yeah. Are you Jasmine? <laughs> You're the new Jasmine on Aladdin. <laughs> I can show you the. Okay, no. <laughs> yes, I actually joined the board of Glad, so okay. I don't technically work for Glad. I volunteer for Glad. And I'm on the board of directors, the National Board of Directors, which means we have the opportunity to sort of connect community and need and opportunity and funding with their vision. And there's, there's a lot of things to see in the vision currently of basically advancing opportunities for LGBTQ folks and uh, f- making sure that representation that we see in the media is accurate. Not only just like a gay character on a show, but making sure that all across the media landscape that there's fair representation in commercials, in all types of advertising and and music industry, just all over the place. And so that's what I do with GLAAD. I also work as an ambassador to Trans Justice with the ACLU. GLAAD are the, the, yes, GLAAD are the individuals who are helping shape the landscape in terms of what we see and hear about queer folks and making sure it's as intersectional as possible. And then the ACLU are the ones who go and sue motherfuckers who try to do us wrong. Excuse my language. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, Jordan and I were just talking about it and we're like, what is happening in America? Because almost every state has a ridiculous, a ridiculous yeah. anti a drag and trans law that they, I mean, that are it's, it's the usual suspects. Um, it's the usual suspects. I mean, and, and I don't want to speak on it too much, but like I noticed that in Arkansas was an exceptional case because what really is behind it, you know, not only are you, you're, you're exploiting children. You're exploiting children by saying you're protecting them. That was the same thing that was done with the war on drugs, prohibition, you name it, right? Use the children, use the children to punish a certain group or demo, right? So now trans people are the target. And what you didn't see at that signing that Sarah Huckabee did was that in Arkansas, she also lowered the age that children can work legally in Arkansas. Oh, oh, that part was left out, right? So do you see how sly they are? Yeah. Like, and it's the same states, the ones with the high infant mortality rates, the ones with the high imprisonment rates. Like, it's the same shit, different toilet. The you know? ones with the high... <laughs> the ones with, ironically, or not so much, the ones with the highest search results for transgender porn are the states that are outlawing yeah. access to healthcare, housing, education, employment for queer folks and obviously specifically trans folks. But when you said it's the usual suspects, it's literally the usual suspects. It's the same exact architect behind the effort to, quote, protect 
young children from what they're calling trans ideology. It's these same people. It's the same exact architect. Christopher Rufo is his name. Yes, I will say his name, Christopher Rufo. Christopher Rufo, come get it. It's also the same person who's dismantling the accurate history of black people in this country through education, taking anything that has to do with the accurate representation of black folks in this country as we're connected to our history and calling it, quote, CRT, critical race theory. It's his idea. He laid out the plan and he said, I'm going to do abortion, I'm going to do critical race theory, and I'm going to do the trans folks, and we're going to get them all. And what this does is, aside from attacking us and attacking our humanity, it is an attempt to dehumanize us. But what it really, I think the real goal, like you said, is to disenfranchise these people, to disenfranchise queer people and women and separate us from, as Padmo was saying, separating us from our bodily autonomy, separating us, criminalizing us so that we can't vote. And then they can pass all these things through. They don't have to have a distraction anymore once they do that. Yeah. We got to fight. Yeah. We got to fight. For me, I always like, I always like to um, obviously vote. Like, do the things I have to do, but, you know, be responsible with my words, my voice, my power, my audience, my stage, right? And so when it hits the arts and people are making millions of dollars for hate speech, millions of dollars punching down, you know, female comedians don't even make what they pay in taxes for these specials. And we are trying to not only be funnier than most of the motherfuckers in the room, dare I say, winning awards for shit that no one else has won. And it's just like, the right people need to hear it, right? Sometimes it does feel like screaming in a dark room, no matter what platform you're on. But be responsible with your words no matter what, because you have to sleep at night. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. And it's just like, if we only just took five minutes to think about what it's like for someone that doesn't look like us, then the world, I think, would be a better place. Okay, now let's talk about dating. (laughs) I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Let's talk about dating. The cheapest date you've ever been on, go. Okay. A cheap motherfucker. I was worried about this conversation, but probably not for the reason you think. You know, honestly, as a queer person and as a trans woman, my connection to dating and, like, sexuality came at a different time than it probably would have had I grown up Mm -hmm. cisgender and heterosexual. I didn't even really start becoming sexually active until way in my almost 30s, and I don't think I'd ever been on a date until I was like in my mid-30s. And so most of my connections were like through... Where are you going, bitch? I know. Uh, (laughs) Not the front row. You better be getting a drink. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. She was like, I don't want to hear this bitch talk about dating. Sis is going to go get you a date. Sis is going to go get you a date. That's where she goes. She said, hold on, I know somebody. I'll be right back. You know how Forrest Gump just keeps running through... That's what she doing. But the dates... (laughs) Go ahead, girl. Bring me back one, too. Go now. You got to go now. No, it's okay. It's okay. A Diet Coke. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want a a wedge of anything in that? Do you want, like... A Diet Coke and a rotisserie chicken for me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
Uh, anyway, so cheap dates, cheap dates, cheap dates. I'm a cheap date. Um, I think, okay, this is, uh, we're gonna, it was, uh, uh, cheap dates. Uh, so it didn't have any conventional dates. Right, can I just say? Tell me. There's a lot of power to dating in your mid-30s, cause wow, you're not gonna fuck around with bullshit so quick. Do you know what I mean? Because, because I, I grew up like maybe a little too fast. And so getting cheated on like at 17 and at 19 and at 22 broke my heart. And I was like fucked up about it. If I didn't date some, like I was in my 30s, I would read a motherfucker like, like a government library. You understand? Like it would be open three hours a day, but oh boy. Fair enough. It's true. I'm a read. I'm a read. I'm a read. Okay. <laughs> I I from that from that same in that same regard, I me dating in my 30s allowed me to date more as my true self. Mm. You know, uh, and thank you. And so you know, for me that meant being in the body that I wanted, feeling good about that, yes. and and you know knowing that the people that i was drawn to were drawn to me and everything that i was offering and yes. and i tried before at different stages and it just it never worked like gays were like girl no <laughs> i was like oh, okay um, so dating in my 30s uh, it was a lot and there's a lot of bs that um, trans people go through. I mean, a lot of this stuff is connected to what we're seeing already, yeah. like, you know, in the world. So it naturally carries over into the dating world. A lot of shame. And so if you happen to hear of a celebrity, because that's who you'll hear about, who happens to be dating a trans woman, like, just don't feed into the online, like, transphobia, sort of yes. homophobia of it all. If you hear of a guy dating a trans woman, don't feed into it because... Dating a trans woman does not make him gay. That's really important for everybody to know. That's the kind of stuff that I've had to deal with. So when I was swiping on like all the dating apps and stuff, trying to break into the dating scene, I was dealing with a lot of, you know, like your account's been banned because people are wow. reporting you because you're trans and they don't think you belong in this space. Oh, and so wow. once I was able to get through, I know, wah, wah. once I was able to get through all of that, uh, I fell in love. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and then he broke my heart <laughs> he cheated on me with okay this was a cheap date I met him god damn it <laughs> I met him on Facebook what in the 90 wow. day fiance no. No. was he was he in Tunisia yeah. yes no they were all rooting for he you might as, I know he might as well it's worse he was from Boston ended up cheating on me with my with one of my best friends we, we were hold up he double timed both of us girl i saw him commenting on her facebook page and i was like oh my gosh and i called her i was like girl do you know so and so and she's like i know so and so and suddenly it was like the boy <gasps> is mine started music <laughs> boop, 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 dark, boop, boop, dark you child? need to give dark it child? up <laughs> what were you uh, monica it, I was Monica. You were Mon hey, don't sell yourself. <laughs> yeah, because he left me. I don't really know who won in the song, but he left me. <laughs> they both did. <laughs> yeah, nobody he, won. He left me. He denied me. He broke my heart. She dumped him, too. We were all over it, but oh my uh, God. It, was, it was honestly the catalyst. That was the thing. That was that moment that I was like, okay, 
I'm done with the BS. And yes. so I was able to be done with it. And I've had some other hiccups along the way, but um, the last time I had my heart broken, I turned it into an album and a tour. And so, you know, put my Taylor hey. Swift on. Do that T-Swift. I love it. You better pour your, your fucking, fucking experience oh. in your work. Thank you, everyone. I was really trying to read and get a thing. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing three things at the same time? Is it time for questions? It, it is, is time, time for, for questions. questions. Okay. Um, please expand on what is the deal with bonnets and hairnets on airplanes? What? <laughs> what? Please expand. Show yourself. Who? This is it you? Really? What a cultural a darling. Excuse me. Excuse me. What, what you got to say? This one right here. Stand wow. up, show okay. yourself. She wants okay. to this one, okay. this one. Oh. Okay, okay. Oh. okay. This, this black on black crime must cease right now. <laughs> <laughs> must cease right now. folks, please leave the Thank room. You. We gotta have a conversation. Yeah. We can't do it in a mixed company look, right now. Look, okay, this, this, this is what I'll say. Depends on the airline, depends on my seat. Depends if it's... Oh, it, not spirit. I'm not even gonna show up Spur. with anything with a zipper. Like Spur. you're gonna fuck that. You don't deserve right. it. United. But, no, United. Uni fuck United. They killed a dog. They can fuck off. Delta. Uh, Delta. Delta. If I'm in first class, girl, you can do any. You can change your clothes if you're you first know. class. Delta. <laughs> and if, if I'm look, you know what it is? Cause all these old white men just fucking spread and eat with their mouth open and fart and yawn, shoes off and shit. Can I just protect my fucking edges? I don't know what the fuck just happened on this seat before me. Plus, if it's an overnight, fuck that. Give me my shitty red wine with my fucking bonnet any fucking day. Plus. And I will only watch The Woman King over and over <laughs> the again. The Woman King over. <laughs> <laughs> service. 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 Oh my gosh, look at that, yes. Cheers. To toasting. To toasting. To toasting. Yeah, come on, man. I understand, like, look, I, I, I have a pet peeve with people that lick their fingers and take a pillow on an airplane. Wait, that do what? Take a pillow on an airplane. Why can't Before you take a pillow on an airplane? Oh, don't bring your, a pillow your, from your home. Your pillow from home? No. That's the Especially the saddest pillow. You ever see those? <laughs> the sad pillow? That's the fuck. It's just like, this isn't camping, bitch. It's, Wait. It's a four-hour flight. Pack your pillow or stay home. What do you need, a blankie? They have pillows on the plane. They got pillows on the plane. Well, not always. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay, yeah. Hold on. What's I that? A sleep... What the fuck are you saying? A sleeping bag? A sleeping bag? bag. I think... You take a... Bitch, you take a sleeping bag on a plane? You brought a sleeping bag? For what? what? How long yeah. was the flight? Where were you going? To the moon? Who hurt it gets you? so cold. She I said enjoy, it's so yeah. cold. Bitch, you are anemic. Have a skirt steak and some fucking... Uh, yeah, fucking I love iron. a good... I love it. Many is the time where I wish I had a Coleman kind of like, you know, um, caterpillar sleeping bag on a flight. I like this question. How do you learn to argue with your partner? It depends if they're taking a sleeping bag. <laughs> You're not bringing a sleeping bag. We got to unroll and roll it every time we go through security. <laughs> I, I need to get the air out. I she, can't get it in the little bag. She said it's so cold. It's Bitch, so cold. bring a sweatshirt. I don't... Why? Stop flying across the Arctic Circle. I'm telling Circle. you, God if you are damn. cold, you need iron. <laughs> it's literally a rolled-up comforter. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's, 
conflict. It's no duvet. Um, how do you argue? Um, <laughs> how do you argue with someone? Yeah, no, that's important because way. you're gonna argue with somebody, and you should really learn how to do it. Um, yeah, you should be productive. Thank you, everyone. Yes, my wife and I don't fight. We we are sparring partners. That's who we are. Um, if you if she's from, like boxing people from Bro- yes people from Brooklyn, their love language is argument, and <laughs> my wife is from Brooklyn. So every 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 day, it's just like no, the Pacific Ocean is greater than the Atlantic. Fuck you, you know, like. <laughs> but it's just about it's just you sp- you square up, you spar about ideas, you spar about ideas, you keep it spicy. Spar, spar. Nobody gets hurt. You wear headgear. I mean, we've talked about this before. The most important thing, yeah. too, is let somebody finish. Let somebody yeah. finish and really think about what you want to say. This isn't a competition. You don't have to be like, yeah, but, yeah, but. I mean, that can happen once in a while. But once you're like in your 30s and your 40s and you're older, it's like that shit is not cute. Yeah. What are you doing? You guys are two human beings who love each other. You gotta figure it out in like a decent way. Do you know what I mean? And whoever's gonna be like more drunk or high. (laughs) You know what I mean? You just gotta know that we'll just pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, especially when, you know, usually when you're fighting, you're not really fighting about what you think you're fighting about. That's right. Like the argument is about the chicken thing on the table, but that's not really what it's about. Don, do you have any advice about arguments, Don? I would say two things. Don't gloat and know how to be wrong gracefully. Those are the two things. I think STFU is really good. Let the person speak, then STFU. Also... What's that? Shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. Let them speak. The best way to have somebody shut up is to sit on their face. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads me to my next question. (laughs) Yeah, right? No, you talk. How many times a week should we be having sex? I think it's like people are, people aren't having a lot of sex out there. Yeah. So I mean, are not? They're not. They're not having a lot According of sex. According oh. to st- statistics uh, that I read, um, that's because the people having sex are too busy to do hey, statistics. Hey, thank you what for the in the Quinnipiac? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I think one to two times a week is like a good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Let me tell you. More than that? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I'll I think... i speak for think, myself. What, this demo right here is like, y'all are fun. The rest of the room... The rest of the room, the rest of the room is like, that's a good goal. Yeah, but on... <laughs> but wait. Very good goal. I like that The goal. couple behind them still fighting about the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. <laughs> you... Why'd you read them from five minutes ago? <laughs> you can't, I can't be- gloat. Don't gloat, man. Don't gloat. <laughs> I can't believe you asked about that bonnet. What in the Lisa I bonnet? Mean, uh, uh, real talk, this answer is really up to you. Life changes. Your schedule changes. Your body changes. Your energy level changes. Your desire for the person or people changes. So, like... Don't beat yourself up for having too much or having too little. It's what you get what you need when you need it, period. It's like fortune Thank cookies. Thank you, Don. Do I have to pretend to care about my friend's kids? Yo! <laughs> you write that? You write that? Who wrote it? Who wrote that? Who wrote that? I didn't write it. Who wrote that? Who fucking wrote that? God. Damn. <laughs> I always drill the names of the kids before we go. 
see the family, I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's Darius and uh, Archimedes, right? Like, <laughs> I, the, the, okay, the short answer is no. Yeah. No. I have a no. feeling that if you're if you're asking that question, you you really they already know you don't care. <laughs> yeah. They know, but sometimes these parents don't give a fuck because they're so hungry for attention and community that is not like just in parent mode. And so you really put that shit on the other person. But that's why I'm just like, let's go meet somewhere and I'll get a babysitter because yeah, you gotta read the room. Your kid is a part of you, they're not all of you. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you don't have to pretend, you don't have to like someone's kids. That's, no. Not, teachers don't even fucking like kids. Yeah. They just want a better future. They don't give a fuck about your kids. <laughs> Some days I don't like my kids, you know? It's, it's tough. Okay, um, how do you motivate yourself to exercise regularly? Sex is Who a good motivator. That? I don't know. You know what? I think this is sort of like... Um, this is sort of like anything you need to do in life, like whether it's quitting a job or divorce or cleaning up that room or whatever the fuck it is. One day you're going to wake up and be like, all right, I got to do this for myself. Yeah. But in the meantime, sit fucking pretty. <laughs> sit pretty. Order the Uber Eats. Do whatever the fuck you got to do. One day you're going to be like, all right, I'm ready to fucking work out. Yes. And when you do work out, get yourself a friend and a little edible. Very fun. Edible underwear. Ow! <laughs> also, go to Target. They got great workout clothes for a very affordable price. Wearing you're not the, being no, sponsored truly, by no, as, as, a, as a bigger person going to the gym, you're very self, I'm very self-conscious because right. I'm like, everything is black. Everyone got like, everyone looks like Meg the Stallion. I'm like, okay. You know, just get like fucking new clothes and it'll make you feel like 10% better. Like half the work is just saying, I'm gonna do it for myself. I love that. Leather or lace? That's a real question. Wow. I say neither. I got a sweaty pussy. I can't. <laughs> I go to the gym. I need two towels, one for my hair, one for my puss. You know what I mean? I'm so sorry. What does everybody else say? I thought they were talking about wigs at first. Oh! Hey! 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 Yes. Peppermint, what do you think? Leather or lace? I've worn lace. I've worn lace. I think leather is too much going on. Yeah, and definitely sweaty. Yeah. Le but you know, it ends up off of you anyway. So like, just start that way. You wore, <laughs> you wear some outfits, honey. I know, I, I'm, I usually do quite revealing. Yes. Things. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, don't, we gotta okay. wrap this okay, up. Wrap so up, one last question for you, Peppermint. Yes. Oh my God, this has been so fucking fun. I don't want it to end, but it's got to. Got to end. Um, What's the most adult thing you want to do for yourself that you haven't had time to do yet this year? And it could be time? anything. Time. Haven't had time to do. Oh, God. Really? I don't... I, no wrong I'd like to. I would like to begin the process of um, purchasing a house yes. for myself. I, now, I don't know that. about, if that's about time or money or both. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that for you. And that, that will happen. Grown. That is grown. A sidebar, I'm in the same, I probably shouldn't announce this, but I'm in the same apartment that I've been in for 25 years when I moved here as what? a college student. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's time. <laughs> you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah, that's amazing. It expired during the pandemic. That's, I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And you know what? You're going to attract so many different things, people, for better and for, for, better and for worse. For better and for worse. And um, wow, Peppermint, thank you for everything you do. You are just yeah. amazing. Give it up for Peppermint, everybody. Peppermint! I do love when people openly admit that they want to uh, buy real estate in America because that means that you're still investing in America. Like you still believe in America. You know, I do believe that creating whatever kind of generational wealth will also create generational health. And what is more beautiful than an openly black trans female entertainer owning Mm -hmm. fucking property and paying for that house? By doing shows yeah. as a drag queen, as singer, you know, as a black trans performer. I, to me, there's nothing sweeter. Also, like, <laughs> she's adult enough. You know, when I, when I first bought something, I was a mess. I was just making money and still didn't even know how to tip properly at a bar. I shouldn't have been. Thank God my mom had, like, the two cents to be like, bitch, stop going to Zara. Stop buying birthday dinners for your friends. Lots of air quotes. Um, went to the <laughs> mortgage broker, filled something out. This bitch turned around and said, you know, there's a TM mortgage. I said, there is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't even know there's a TM. You never say it. I forgot. I forgot. It's not okay. That's the test. Can't have it if you can't spell it. Um, living in the same apartment for 25 years in New York City, rent control, like yeah, peppermints. Yeah, she's been in the same apartment for 25, which is like mm-hmm. so sweet. I mean, nothing says all black reboot of Friends <laughs> than that. Because <laughs> oh, wasn't that Monica's grandma's apartment? Shit. Was that what it? That, maybe I think that it was Monica. Everything. Yeah, I think it was Monica's uh, Monica Gra- Monica's grandma apartment. Which words? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try. No, no, it was Monica's grandma's apartment. That's a lot of. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot of. You try. You guys try it right now. Say it with me. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Monica's grandma's apartment. apartment. Yeah, I can't wait to to hear more from Peppermint's world. I really enjoyed the sit down. The part about Christopher Rufo was really cool too. You know, um, Peppermint understands what we're all up against. And it's not just like shows for Peppermint. Um, it was really great to get down and chop it up about what we're facing as a country, you know? Yeah, she's amazing. She's such a gift. I'm so glad that she was able to do my show. And uh, look, all these all these voices are important, mm-hmm. you know? That's why art and music and entertainment, it definitely influences not only the culture, right? The culture will influence so much more. Do you think Martha Stewart knew what bling bling was? No. Has she made it, you know, okay? You know what I mean? But it's like it's like all that shit. Like, yeah. The world is smaller than we think. So let's stop dividing people. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I'm talking to you. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry. Sorry. You're full of books today. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I I just loathe her. That's why. Oh, the whole family. And you can quote me. Well, you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Get out there. Be all you can be. Yes. 
little announcement before we go. We're taking a summer break and we didn't want to ghost y'all. Like all those people you've been encountering on them dating apps, okay? That's right. We are good people who just want to soak up some sun. Adulting will be back in August and fun update. When we get back, we will have episodes dropping every single week. So go take a vacation, okay? Take your bra off, get ready, and we will see you soon. That's really all I got. I gotta go. I love you. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Alex Chi. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Reis Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.